0: And the world is still not quite ready to believe that the way their faces grew is not entirely genetic. Mm. You know, I, I can give a lecture to people on the subject and they'll come up to me at the end and go, well, Mom, my son's got this thing. Well, he got it from me.
1: I'm going, mm.
0: yes, you know, he might have got it from you, but he might, have, he might have observed your posture yes. and copied it. Yes, He's eating the same soft food that you eat because that's what's eaten in your house Yeah. yeah there's so many other ways this could permeate in
2: but we want to believe it's genetic welcome to take a deep breath today's breathcast guest is dr mike Mew. he's an orthodontist third generation orthodontist i should add as well um and today's podcast is all about the skull teeth why do we have crooked teeth why didn't our ancestors have crooked teeth What is going on? What is going on? Why are our faces changing? And the battle that Dr. Mew finds himself in now trying to get this message out there. And I might oversimplify this a little, but do we actually need orthodontic surgery all the time? Or is there other reasons and other ways of fixing what's going on? And is there stuff we can do to prevent overcrowding of teeth and blocked airways and a whole host of other things. So I'll let Dr. Mike Mew explain all that. But this was really interesting. This podcast came about because um, of chewing in James Nestor's book, Breath. Um, and the connection between breathing and chewing. Um, and then also speaking to, to people like Patrick McKeown, author of The Oxygen Advantage. So it led me down this path to speak to this this, this wonderful guy, Dr. Mike Mew. Um, and he's a real passionate uh, character. So, so I think you're going to really enjoy listening to our conversation or watching if you're on YouTube. Um, and uh, stick the right the way through because there's quite a lot of, of really good information in there. We get into mewing as well. Um, and if you're listening and you can watch this, uh, Dr. Mew takes control of my screen and starts sharing a couple of slides to to kind of show some of his previous patients and, and what's what he's been able to achieve there. So it's a really interesting stuff. Um, before we get stuck in, a couple of quick messages from me. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with uh, our other YouTube channel. The other YouTube channel is called Hypnotherapy Unleashed. There's links somewhere. Um, And if you're not already a subscriber, please can you pop over there and subscribe. Um, My good friend Les is the hypnotherapist. I do the techie stuff and we're releasing all sorts of hypnotherapies um, to help people completely free. Um, So you're here, you're on Take a Deep Breath, you're watching something about breathing and chewing. there's a good chance you're gonna find some some kind of value in in hypnotherapy um, and, and you know there's there's things for addictions, alcohol, drugs, um, procrastination, but also um, less addresses, anxiety, depression, stress, um, mindfulness there's, there's a whole host of videos on there um, so so after this, you know you want to relax the really good first thing in the morning or, or last thing at night before you go to bed. And uh, you can just pop it on your phone and have a listen. I've got some really nice music on there as well. Um, So yeah, have a look at that, see what you think. Um, If you haven't done so already, if you can pop on over also to Instagram, we have takeadeepbreath.co.uk. We're almost at a thousand uh, followers on there. So so hopefully you can help us get to that thousand mark. Um, And then the last thing from me, um, I've put a little link down below to a MP3 store Um, and... I've taken some of the top breathing exercises that are on this channel and just converted them into an audio only, ad free version. And for four or five dollars, you can go into this store, you can pay by PayPal or credit card um, and you can support the channel. Um, and in exchange for buying one of those or some of those MP3s, um, you get to keep them forever, ad free you can listen to them offline on a plane on a train in bed you can be with no wi-fi no emf and you can be listening to your breath work that way if you want to as well so so yeah down below the take a deep breath store um and uh, yeah you can you can buy those so let's get stuck into this uh breathcast uh dr mike Mew. i've put all his particulars below um and i really hope you enjoy this fascinating conversation with this wonderful person so take it away cheers Uh, Dr. Mew, thank you so much for being on the Take a Deep Breath podcast. Um, I just just a very quick uh, thing from me. I had finished reading James Nestor's book about breath, and that's the whole, the main purpose of this channel. And there was a whole section on chewing, and I had no idea about chewing and breathing. I thought, how the hell do those two things link in together? And then I was being trained under Patrick McEwan. And I'll say, Patrick, do you know anybody that I can talk to about chewing and straight away says you need to get in contact with uh, with Dr. Mike Mew? So, so, so here we are. So I wonder if you wouldn't mind for the audience, uh, Dr. Mew, just giving a little bit of background about who you are and, and what you do for a living.
0: Okay, well, so I guess I'm one of a few third generation orthodontists. So... My grandfather, he wasn't an official orthodontist. There weren't, there were few and far between at the time. It, it wasn't a speciality at the time. Mm. So he did orthodontics. And my, he was, he, he read the Western A. Price's book. And my father can remember precisely where my grandfather, they were when my grandfather told him about this book my father then went on to become a very controversial orthodontist asking questions that weren't weren't appreciated he was asking those very difficult questions people didn't want to hear mm-hmm. that i was inspired by my father from, well as from when i could talk i was inspired by my father he's an inspiring guy and he asks those very simple genuine straightforward questions the same questions i've still been asking such as why are teeth crooked mm. seems quite sensible and straightforward and you would imagine that the orthodontic profession treating the majority of the populations in westernized countries would have some type of answer to this and i then went on to become an orthodontist and this this issue why are teeth crooked has become my focus i've got concerns I've, many of us, a large number of us have concerns and these concerns are spreading w- like wildfire within the um, online community. But I think when I'm, uh, my mission has been focused on this single question, you know, why are teeth crooked and what can we do to cure it? Not just make the teeth straight, but actually make people develop to have perfectly straight teeth and all of their teeth, including their wisdom teeth, as all our ancestors did. Mm-hmm. So kind of that's where I got off. And I've been doing this for quite a while now. And of course, I've, I've seen, uh, there are some people like um, Pat McKillen arrive and I, I've seen um, uh, James Nestor and as and, and many others arrive. And it, it's all interesting to suddenly see people being interested mm-hmm. in a subject that it seems no one was interested in before. You know, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, no one seemed at all interested. And, you know, we had a clinic, and literally to get anyone to come and see us as a patient and then to commit to this really quite grueling treatment was tough work, you know. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how this is, the, the, the tide seemed to have changed. And people, and I think this is the, the internet that has allowed this, and so I'm a qualified orthodontist. I went and did my orthodontics. I did dentistry in the UK. I went and did my orthodontics in Denmark because I think they are the, they're one of the top five orthodontic programs in the world and almost certainly the top program for growth, or they were at the time. You know, They did some fundamental research in uh, Aarhus in Denmark on how growth occurs and the rotational patterns. And also it was in Britain. Mm. So I could get away from being John Mew's son and just to have people talk to me normally and, you know, without some preconception. I've now been back in the UK for some 20 years and I've been working really hard on trying to modify the causes of malocclusion. And that really means trying to modify the way people's faces grow. Mm. And this is where we kind of go beyond orthodontics because, you know, most people who have a face are quite interested in how faces grow, particularly when you understand just how important this is for a good, healthy life.
2: Yeah, and you, you said something on, the, on a previous podcast. It was something like, uh, our, "Our our identity is is this, you know, this this image." It
0: is, you know, it, I mean. It seems that in the modern world people want really really want to believe that the way your face has grown is all genetic. Mm. You know this is the image on your passport. You know when you know or your, the the driving license you know yeah. it's the image that looks back to you from any mirror you look in. In a way it is you. You know, we talk about some biometric indexes, you know, like we're taking fingerprints or we're taking eye scans or things like this. But, you know, what's you, what everyone else recognizes as your biometric marker is your face. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Yeah. And to suggest that someone's face hasn't grown completely, ideally, is it's, it's emotive. Mm. For me to say almost no one's face is growing, ideally, in the modern world, that is a, a controversial statement to make. And I think as I see all of these people arrive in breathing or um, the, the associated areas, I'm it's, it's, I, I remember, I remember reminded of that comment that if you are one step ahead of everyone else, you're considered a genius. If you're two or more steps ahead, you're an idiot. And we're still idiots.
2: Right. Because yeah. we're several more steps we're too ahead. Too many footsteps ahead right now. Too yes. many footsteps ahead. Yeah. You know, it's
0: great to see people, you know, catching up, people yes. looking at breathing, people looking at these. But as far as I'm concerned, that a lot of this is periphery. Mm. You know, we've still, you've not got the core of the problem. And it's almost as if no one wants to broach this really difficult core of telling the world or the world having to accept. The, the reason for so many problems, so many seemingly unconnected problems mm. are because this f- structure has not grown perfectly. Mm. And a structure that has not attained its correct architecture is unlikely to work perfectly. Yeah, And hence several diseases or problems we could list.
2: Yeah. I, I can't wait to unpack some of this with you because it's, uh, as I, like I say, it's a bit of a journey I've been on the last six months. I've been in the breathing journey hmm. about f- three, four years, but th- this piece is all very, very new information to me. Um, and, and I've got a host of problems myself. So I'm very interested to, to kind of talk it through and it, you know, as a viewer myself of this, it's, uh, yeah, very exciting. So I guess the first question is, um, to ask you why, why do people have crooked teeth then? And that might be a big question with a lot of answers, but what, what you know, could you summarize a bit of that for
0: us? Okay. To my, okay The quick five minute summary. Mm. <clears throat> We've gone, i okay, so the first information, the facts on the ground. It until probably about 10,000 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everyone had perfectly straight teeth all the time in every tribe all the way around the planet. Now that, I've got to make a small caveat, that's bar people who had syndromes or other pathology. You know, there are some unfortunates, but they're usually just a couple of percent in the population. So there are going to be some people who have some pathological problem, and then I'm not talking about them. So everyone else would have all 32 teeth, perfectly straight from birth till death, always. And you know, Consider, you know, I could so I couldn't tell you if our ancestors had sleep apnea, diabetes, whether they were obese. Well, you could get some idea. Um, you know, they get respiratory nose blocked noses, you know, many ENT problems. We, we just don't know these things because we've got no idea of knowing but we know where their teeth were or rather where their teeth still are because you can go and see the 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 skulls in in the museums go today and see the skulls of the museum and what is quite clear is they all had perfectly straight teeth and all of their teeth now then make a little you imagine also of all those um those more indigenous peoples so you're going to talk about some people walking off the the serengeti or out the Brazilian rainforest or the um, Australian outback. You know, these people stand up beautifully. Mm. They have beautiful physical form. They have beautiful facial form. They have a big wide smile with all 32 teeth. So that includes their wisdom teeth in perfect alignment. Never seen a dentist, never had orthodontic treatment, and they don't have to wear retainers at night. And of course, what's interesting, <clears throat> they have more in common or they look more similar to our ancestors than we do. And, you know, that's hard scientific fact. You, know, you can't get away from that. So and when you look in the orthodontic literature, they have, apart from that small percentage of pathology, they've got no idea, no idea how, malocclusion has has arisen either you know position of the jaws or position of the teeth no idea and some of the explanations i've seen well i've seen fairy tales that hold more validity than some of those explanations it's just you know it's it's make-believe it's 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 difficult because you're you're trying to validate a, a, a system that you're using already so you're trying to retro validate the system you have which is never a good scientific position to be in now, so we've moved, so what's, what has changed from our ancestors' time to our modern era? You know, what are the likely factors? Well, there seem to be two main factors for the general form of the face. And the general form of the face has seemed to be affected by us moving from this incredibly rough, hard, tough, low-quality diet across to this extremely high quality diet. I mean, well, a high quality, but extremely soft,
1: mm.
0: calorie-rich diet. You know, it would not be difficult for me to get five, 700 calories in a drink like that. You know, marshmallows and some b- 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 cream, full-fat yeah. milk, um, sugar, syrups. You know, you could pack that in there, couldn't you? And then how much masticatory effort, how much chewing am I going to do? None. Zero, yeah. Now, if we'd gone back uh, 10,000 years, how easy was it to get hold of 500, 750 calories? Pretty hard work. I mean, with the exclusion of things like maybe some fat, yeah, that's Mm. fairly easy gonna get, you know. But as a general rule, they have to work hard, and you can see this from their teeth. You can see they wore their teeth down heavily. Now, I'm not suggesting we go back to that era, but that is, you need to know why, And, you know, if you you look at anthropological or archaeological textbooks, they're talking about malocclusion is reduced function, reduced effort, reduced um, usage. You know, we talk about, you know, use it or lose it. And, you know, I've got a very big um, jaw muscle. Mm -hmm. And I've got a very strong jaw. So are the two related? Well, most likely. And how do you get strong jaw muscles? You chew. So... <clears throat> that that's half of it. Yes. The other half seems to be us getting blocked noses. So if you get a nasal obstruction, and I don't know many children that get through their first year without one, two, three nasal obstructions, usually lasting what, a day or maybe even three days. So you're getting these nasal obstructions at a young age. Now, you either drop your tongue separate your lips and open your mouth, or you can't breathe. Mm. So all of those that survived have dropped their tongue, separated their lips, and opened their mouth. That starts out of necessity, obligatory, and it often then becomes a habit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and that that's very clear from the evidence that, you know, really uh, you're hanging out. You watch someone who gets a stroke. Somebody gets a stroke, Hang out tongue their mouth open, that face lengthens. And this is someone who could be 80 years old. Uh, They're no spring chicken. Their growth has happened. Their genes have done their thing. And all of a sudden, one side lengthens. So what I'm suggesting is that we hang our mouths open with weak muscles, our face will get longer. Mm. It's not rocket science. No. fairly simple. And if your face gets longer, then it's going to be shallower, and narrower, or oh, narrower and shallower. But what you're doing is you're reducing the cross-sectional area. So the cross-sectional area reduces because you've only got so much face, and as you stretch it, you reduce that cross-sectional area. And the most important point here is just where the tongue, the teeth, and the airway is. And if you're reducing this area, then you, well, you risk... Affecting your airway. Mm. And for most people, breathing is the most important thing they do. And this is where we link over in our interests. Yes. And of course, as your face lengthens, you reduce the cross sectional area here, you come up with a number of ways of compensating. Mm. So, and remember, it's very important to remember that this process started, you know, when we started farming you start getting a little bit of crowding on the lower front teeth. It seems to accelerate in the sort of 1600s and then the industrial revolution accelerates greatly. And then the last hundred years, it's really been going off the board. But, you know, you're talking about a good 8,000 years when, you know, people were coming out with fairly straight teeth, although they weren't, such good structure as our, our, you know, ancestors 10,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it seems to have accelerated in the last couple of hundred years, markedly. And I think that we've reached a sort of um, a a, a precipitation point. And what's happening is that as the airway gets so constricted, first, everyone is now leaning their head forwards. Yes, Great little bit of research done by... um, Peter Vig. What he did was he blocked people's noses. Yeah. So this is your students. Usually, you know, this is the workhorse of researchers and students. So he got some students. He put those water sort of swimming clips on their noses. So put the water clips on the noses, and he had a mortar board on their head with a plumb, you know, a plumb line. Mm -hmm. So he could see what would happen. So the first thing that happened, as you block their noses, the first thing that happened is they opened their bells. Common sense. Gotta breathe. Second thing that it hit their head right. Uh, mm. If you open your mouth, just try to anybody sit there, open your mouth wide. You can feel it. It's just it constricts a little bit here. It's a little mm. bit uncomfortable at the back of your throat because you know your tongue's gone back. So the next thing they did was uh, that's comfortable. That looks a little bit stupid. Yeah, remember we're a social animal. We always nearly always we keep. Um, uh, N- uh, nasian begonian down here above nasian, they keep these two in a vertical, yeah, so they're above each other. That's what we do, and I think you know, social animals need to do that, otherwise, you're looking too stuck up or to mm. um, um, you know, to push over. Now, that means that what you do is you go one, two, three. And you move your head here because uh, huh? you're maintaining this level, and you move, then you move your shoulders around because you want to maintain your trapezius, the big muscle on the back, on the level plane, okay? a level plane, okay? Because muscles work best on a level plane, yeah. So what you're doing is you're going from this. Uh, mm. Now, does that look familiar?
2: Very familiar, yeah. You know, sadly. it's too familiar,
0: particularly yeah. in that sort of school children age. 6 to 12. Mm. That's that classic range. Before, they, before puberty, gives them a punch up the backside to close your mouth because you look stupid. Mm. You, know, you become self-aware at puberty. So it's these two factors make the face get longer. As the face gets longer, lots of people are holding their heads forward. Then they do another thing. So you can place your tongue in a number of comfortable positions so that it can rest and function if you're short of tongue space. So once you reach that precipitating point, you've got to place your tongue in a new position because, you know, you've got to breathe, you've you've got to function, you've got to do all of these things. And it seems that there's four or five different places where you can place your tongue. Mm -hmm. And these will give you the different types of malocclusion. So we talk about the difference, like, you know, we talk about a class two malocclusion, a class mm-hmm. three malocclusion, um, anteropen bite, mm, a tongue coming through. These are different patterns. And what it appears to be is that there's some, I don't know, you tend to get certain patterns of malocclusion in certain parts of the world. And of course, people have now said, oh, that must be genetic. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be a secondary thing rather than a primary thing. So you've got, and that's fine, you know, medicine's about understanding the process, you know, really trying to understand the process. And of course, if you don't know the cause, then you don't know the pathological process, how it works. And then you're not really gonna fix it and cure it. And that's what we want to do. We want to cure malocclusion. And of course, here is, you know, here's the kicker, really, that if you have conventional orthodontics, where they're trying to push the teeth into position, then you're going to have to wear retainers for the rest of your life. Mm. And I don't think that's necessarily good for you, but it, it's an ex—it's a demonstration of the fact that you're not treating it. You're not actually correcting it. you We can move teeth. You know we can move teeth. We're going to put them into a position where they look pretty and hold them there.
1: Mm. And
0: that is basically orthodontics. I mean, there is no... There's no evidence that there is any health benefit from straightening teeth.
2: Really? Wow, I didn't know no. that.
0: No, there's no, no evidence. You know, it mm. is it, done for... Yeah, it's aesthetic purely aesthetics. Reasons. Yeah, Yeah, aesthetic yeah. reasons. I mean, you know, my concern is that sometimes when you do orthodontic treatment, you can actually cause the face to drop down. So we call it a downswing. With downswing is when your face drops down, Mm. And that's what I'm saying has happened to all of modern society. And I'm saying that sometimes orthodontic therapy can be retroactive and it can pull faces down. And it, 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 it may be related to extractions, but it, I see a lot of cases who, who didn't have teeth taken out where the face comes down.
1: Mm.
0: And that, this is the big um, controversy because, of course, then you're worsening the underlying problem. And, of course, there's a lot of talk about banning Retractive orthodontics. The problem is people don't really understand what types of orthodontics are attractive. You know, we talk about extractions and non-extractions. Yeah, there's some evidence that retraction orthodontics can be more attractive. But I've seen lots of non-extraction orthodontics that have been very retractive. Mm. So we just, you know, all we need is debate and discussion. That's all we're asking for. You know, my big thing is a debate. I've been asking for. What was I first published an article? If you Google it, it's Mike Mew Black Swan in the British Dental Journal. And it was just asking, challenging my profession for debate on why teeth are crooked. And that was in 2009. We are now 2021, 12 years later. And, you know, nothing's changed. Mm. You know, we have not, we just, I think that's the basics of science is to have engagement. And if you, you're not gonna have engagement, it, you know, where's science gone? Where's the scientific process? You know, I, I've got genuine concerns, a lot of concerns, you know, go, you know, retractive orthodontics could potentially be damaging people's health quite badly. But there's no, you know, it really, we, we need to start with a debate on the cause because then it moves forwards. And once you understand the cause, you'll realize just how many of the significant building blocks of orthodontic research are in the wrong place. And in a situation like that, how much of that research is valid? And then if that research isn't valid, how can you engage in all of these separate debates about the separate worries Like, you know, whether um, retractive orthodontics leads to a downswing, whether that downswing causes forward head postures, sleep apnea or sleep disordered breathing, ENT problems, um, scoliosis, um, um, jaw joint problems. You know, those are all fascinating questions that need Mm. to be answered. And those are my concerns. But you've got to cover some groundwork to get to those concerns and simply asking why are teeth crooked seems to me a very good question to ask.
2: Mm. And, and over the 20 years that you've been back in the UK working, what's the trajectory of the health of the, of the people you're seeing? Is it just
0: stayed at a constant bad? Is it getting worse? No, 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 no. no, no. I think, I think this is getting worse every year. Mm. I mean, that's the reason you all getting more interest. There's two reasons I think people are getting more interested. First of all, we have the internet.
1: Mm.
0: And that's allowed this dissemination of knowledge in ways we could never have before. You have no establishment controlling the choke points anymore. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's laughable how many times my father had to apply to get research published. He got like, like 20, 30, 40 times How you give it over a 10 or 20-year period to get some articles published? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is mind-blowing. But of course, and that was an absolute chokehold. If the profession didn't want an idea to come out, it wasn't going to come out. That was it. Now, well, you you don't need to go to a scientific, publish something in a scientific journal. Mm -hmm. Put it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Put it on Facebook. And in a way, you know, if it wasn't for YouTube, I don't think, I'd have never got this message out there. You know, I've been sitting here in my clinic doing this for well I mean you know, I was doing this I started doing these types of treatments in 97 and so what well, that's well over 20 years ago near 25 years ago and no one knew about it
1: mm.
0: and people weren't getting choice to come and do this sort of thing and having you know the internet has helped enormously but going back to your question has it got worse yeah I think it's getting markedly worse You know, I think that when my father was doing these treatments 40, 50 years ago, we lived in a much better environment. Mm. You know, some examples, you've seen the curve of the amount of hidden sugars or not so hidden sugars in our diet. The sugar consumption per head in the population going up like this.
1: Mm.
0: Now, every easy calorie you have means you're not going to have a tougher calorie. So a tough calorie would be eating um, celery is the example, isn't it? Tough calories.
3: Okay. You're you're chewing away and you're actually
0: losing calories faster than you're gaining calories. All right, those are tough calories. So you're doing a lot of work with your muscles to gain the calories. Now, sugar or glucose syrup would be the ultimate example of an easy calorie. Mm. So easy calories are... What we're we're heading towards easy calories, aren't we? You know, because the sugar's going up, sugar consumption's going up like this. Yes. We're, and okay, as long as you don't put weight on, as long as you can have a constant weight, then every easy calorie you gain, you have one less hard calorie, which means the amount of work you're doing with your muscles has decreased. Okay, so that's one big change, and you can see the other big mm-hmm. change you can see is just this whole emphasis on standing up straight.
1: Mm. You know, because
0: most of what I'm saying is boiled down to stand up straight and shut your mouth. It's not a new idea, really, is it? <laughs> no. But it's, um, where was we? The... So all things
2: getting worse uh, and then, no, yeah. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, How things have changed. How the yes. ground yes. has moved. Yes. You see, we always think about the ground being still, but it's moved. Mm. Mm. You know, you know, the, the sort of jokes comedians would get away with um, 20, 30 years ago. You know, you go back and see, someone was saying this the other day, you watch Little Britain now. Oof. Ooh, some of those jokes. you ooh, ooh. ooh. Yeah. Shouldn't say those yet. So the grounds moved. Mm. And the grounds moved in many ways. <laughs> but I remember when I was at school, if I was walking along, you know, hands in my pockets, you know, mm. thinking about what, doing whatever, and I passed a teacher, you would get around the back of your head stand up straight boy hands out your pockets hands behind you and you stand up like that walk along you know if you were anywhere close to a teacher or close to where you might run into teachers or of course even prefects you know given a little power and they would they'd do the same thing so you literally 50 percent of the time you had that um you know that um algorithm running in the back of your head that was, you know, keep good posture when you yeah, sat in the yeah. class, when, when some teacher came in, you, you tried. What would happen to a teacher who did that now?
2: <sighs> Be straight out, wouldn't they? Yeah. Straight out. Yeah, yeah. straight out. Yeah. <laughs> <ear. sighs>
0: and you see kids just wandering around like you You know, um, I, I, I was, I saw a, a shot, you know, cause we've had lots of views of classrooms recently,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, given that they were closed down due to COVID. And of course, you're, you're seeing the, in the background, they have a classroom scene. And of course, I'm looking at all these kids sitting there like on the chair. Like, uh, uh, going on? And um, I'm thinking, even when the BBC's filming them, yeah. they still can't sit up straight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, and it's a forgotten out. thing. I, my, it's just my, been thrown out. My, my girlfriend's from Poland and um, I've, I've got a terrible, terrible posture. I've been working on it for a couple of years, but that's kind of... Yeah my default and I'm, I'm really struggling with it and I've, I've been to therapists and she's saying that when she grew up her, her mum would give uh like the broomstick and it'd have to go between um the arms if she saw a slouching and she'd have to Sit up straight, and it was—it was just a known thing, and because it was the same at school, and you know, we're in our mid, mid to late thirties, so it's a bit, bit more recent than I guess where we are now, also uh, a bit further back. But I, I do get a sense that that stops now, and it is more acceptable to slouch. And I remember when I first started my first office job in, in kind of two thousand and four, I thought I was being cool sitting in the chair like this, like an absolute plonker. And I remember people saying to me, that's going to do your backing. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But here I am now sort of 15, 20 years later, really struggling because of this, this mm. thing. When I didn't sit up straight. So, oh, that's interesting. So things are, are, are sadly getting worse from what you're seeing. So the food is getting easier. I, to I give, all- um,
0: I, I said, I am um, bum, 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 I, I'm, I'm just thinking of this uh, it is in the Spanish orthodontist. You know, when I'm giving a lecture, I show a slide here. I'm just wondering if this is... Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll do... Um, do you want me to do a screen share? I'll do yeah, a... Yes, please. Um,
2: yeah, take take control.
0: So let it. me just yeah. do a screen share. Share screen. Um. I'll do screen one. Actually, if I do screen, now I'll do screen one because I've cleared screen one out. Share. Yeah, that's changing. There we go. Then I'll go file. Display settings, swap and enter. Okay, so this is a slide I show how things seem to be changing. Mm. And this interests me. So we're taking here my estimation of orthodontics and the progression of orthodontics. So we're we're assuming that people are 12 years old at the onset of treatment. It seems that comprehensive orthodontics started in the state in about the mid-80s. The average patient is now 46 years old. The in the what we were used to called the um, developed world, so you know the Western Europe, um, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, they seem to start comprehensive um, orthodontics about in the mid '90s. There's a slight reason that we tend to be using removable appliances before then. Then what we were used to refer to the d- developed and um, the, uh, the non-developed world or the developing world. Um, they started orthodontics, it seemed to be, in about the mid-noughties. And we had that big thing with extraction versus expansion swing in about the late 90s, probably due to my father, although no one would like to admit that. But he went on national television in Britain just warning of retract how things of orthodontics and how extractions can be a lead to that, which is an interesting story. Now we see this sudden increase in adult orthodontics that seems to have swept up in all of these countries in the same type of staggered pattern that seems to be going on. And, of course, the big question is, is adult orthodontics being driven by increased awareness or relapse? And the same thing could be asked for child orthodontics Um, because, you know, is there this progressive change in incident? Are we getting much... More and more orthodontics occurring. Um, and of course, I talk about it, you know, we're talking about the way um, sleep apnea or OSA was never mentioned in my whole dental training. And, you know, I qualified in the early 90s. No one mentioned it, apart from how it can cause congestive failure, um, it could cause problems in people with congestive heart failure, which is completely different. Yeah. Then I remember Harold Chapman telling my grandfather that if you didn't have, well, I don't remember, I heard. If you didn't have two millimeters between all of your upper front teeth at the age of four you were going to have problems in the future you never ever see that now well don't say never see that now i never see that now it's crazy you see crowded teeth so that's two millimeters in all of those gaps what what five or seven millimeters depending how you're measuring it just not there plus a reduction even in that if you've got crowding and then you know with this rapid rise in the number of people who have had orthodontics You know, even when I went to train, we were talking about 30 percent of the population having orthodontics. We're now talking about something like 60 percent of the population having orthodontics. You know, these are rapid changes. Is it because people are more discerning or is it just because there's more work to be done? And then with adults, we seem to be doing this once, twice or even three times. Can't be good for you. And and then I often use this image here. So this image is of Spandau Ballet. Now, what's the relevance? Well, I was a lecturer <clears throat> in the States, and I said, I thought due to facial downswing leading to sleep apnea, well, i basically sleep apnea itself, would reduce the life expectancy of 10% of people over 60 years old, who are currently 60 years old, by about a decade, about, about 10 years. So I made that comment in the States and when I talked to some of the doctors associated with breathing afterwards, they all said to me, Mike, I think that's a little bit of an underestimation, don't you think? And that even shocked me. So you've got now this problem that I think is a symptom of a downswing in facial form, Mm. same causative process of crooked teeth, Mm. suddenly going from non-existent, to one of the biggest killers in an amazingly short period of time but the yes. worry is not these guys because these guys are 60 now span our belly span our ballet this image was taken in 1982 that makes them 60 and the real problem is that they all look slim Facial forms are quite good. And I know they're a pop band, so it's going to be a bias group, but just try Googling 1980s and beach. See what you see. There's a marked difference with then and now. Really? So, what then is going to happen to the kids alive today? Yeah. You know, that's the real big issue. You know, because I see so much more malocclusion. Mm. And then when I talk to my dental colleagues, they say they see relapse everywhere. Really? And yet, <clears throat> What's the interesting thing, when I talk to my dental colleagues, I'll say, well, you must have some older patients who have got dentures, who can leave the dentures out for ages, then put them back in again. Mm. Well, hang around. So why are the orthodontic cases relapsing, but the people with dentures aren't relapsing? Or you see on teeth, you see where the teeth have worn against each other, and they've constantly wearing in that same point for, for decades.
1: Mm.
0: but they've not relapsed. It seems to be just these kids after they've had orthodontics. And of course, I can, <clears throat> And then, you know, it's this idea that it's more than just teeth. And and of course we, oh sorry, Go ahead. no, 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 but it's almost because it's only been teeth, that mm. we, you know, we've, we've got such poor research. We don't know what the causes are. Well, I think I know what the causes are, mm. but um, my profession doesn't, and doesn't seem interested in finding out, because it's just teeth.
2: Mm. so i want to touch on the profession in a second but before i do this this um relapse that you're seeing is that because we haven't fixed the root cause of they have the work done but then they go back to eating the soft calorie easy calorie food and the mouth breathing potentially as well so mm. that's just causing the problems to continue is that really what's yeah, going, yeah, what's going on a yeah. it at all.
0: in fact often you'll reduce tongue space in doing it right. you may <clears throat> if the system <clears throat> When we talk about the system being retroactive, I think one of the big points is that, as we covered earlier, your muscles, these, are of massive importance mm. in directing the growth of the face. Yes. And if you put an appliance, or you put a fixed appliance on the top, did you ever have fixed appliances? No, nothing like that. No. no. <clears throat> well, if you put brackets on the top and brackets on the bottom, what will happen is the teeth start to move and then the teeth are controlled by this bit of wire. Mm-hmm. Now, the teeth are controlled by this bit of wire. Whenever you try and bite together, you'll be biting, oh, ah, you know, and it's not going to bite together nicely. Mm-hmm. And I notice this. If I get someone coming to see me who's got um, uh, brackets in their mouth, I put my fingers along the lines, along the occlusal plane, but further back. I put my fingers on and I'll ask them to bite together. Now, mm-hmm. when I do that, you can see my fingers going out. Yeah, the whole thing. Bob's in. You know, I've got strong muscles. I chewed a lot of gum. And I put my fingers like that onto someone who's got fixed braces on. No power. You can feel there's muscle there, Mm. but they've not got, they can't engage it, And the body won't let you engage it Mm. because you're only touching three pits of teeth in certain points. You know, you risk causing damage if you engage your muscles. And so that's what I think is the main reason we're getting facial downswings. We're from orthodontic therapy and yeah.
2: Mm. So, so the establishment, so so let me have a crack at this and then please correct me if I'm wrong here. Is what your, I guess a lot of what you're kind of talking about here is stuff that really people can't make a lot of money from, you know, let's, let's chew properly. Oh, sure, yeah. Let's, let's eat good food and chew properly. And let's breathe through our nose. Uh, let's make sure we're using the gums, uh, sorry, the, the, the jaws properly and working up those muscles. Um, but it's hard to make a lot of money in that industry if that's what you're advocating. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Is, 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 could it be as simple as that? And so people just don't want to know because actually. Um, we,
1: okay. So, yeah.
0: <clears throat> so we, well, I have appliance systems, so I've got little, you know, I've got example appliances here, you know, click this into the roof of the mouth, mm. but what I'm trying to do is make feedback loops. So if people drop their jaws down, it's uncomfortable.
1: Mm.
0: So I'll make more space so they can breathe out their nose by widening the top jaw. That's a controversial subject. Um, then we make feedback loops so that if they do drop their jaw down, it's uncomfortable. And over time, we build up patterns of, well, conditioned reflex responses. You know, my classic example is if I'm driving in my brother's car, I'm frequently putting my foot down on the floor pan as if it was a brake. Right. Now I'm doing that because I'm a little bit worried about his driving. But if I couldn't drive, I wouldn't do that.
1: Mm.
0: That's because the instinctive nature of me driving makes me want to do that. Now, he's no um, that's what I'm trying to build in these kids, these reflex responses, these conditioned reflex responses. So as soon as they um, go to drop their jaw, they think, oh, I'm not going to do that because that's going to be uncomfortable. So they keep their mouth closed. That gently builds up the muscle tone here. It holds the tongue higher up on the roof of the mouth. Encourages them to bring their lips together, Mm. but you know I can't make someone keep their lips together. This lip taping can help, but it's Mm. it's for them. It's not them doing it. Yes, I can't make someone put their tongue in the roof of the mouth. Making space in the mouth that sure helps. Making people raise their mandible that sure helps. But I'm not able to do those things for someone. You know I can't do their homework for them. They have got to do this themselves. And so we've got a treatment, and we are we're. We are, now how I put this right? We are reputed to be gaining the best changes in facial form ever achieved by anyone else on the planet at any time in the history of medicine. Of course, uh-huh. I can't say I am because no one will show me their cases. No one will compare with me. So how can I demonstrate mm-hmm. that I am getting the best changes in facial form? But I've got to do this by changing an individual. I've got to get inside their head I often describe them, you know, if, if, like in the film The Matrix, you could have gone clonk into the back of their brain. Yeah. That's all I'd need to do. No more. That's it. But if you could do that, you could upload French and you could upload further maths and some physics and chemistry. You know, the entire history of the entire works of Shakespeare. You know, mm. if, only, if only life was that easy. And you can't do that. But, you know, it is hard to change someone. Yeah really hard work you know my classic comment is who makes money a dietician or a liposurgeon Mm. because one drives a ferrari and the other a bicycle yeah and and then what's more this is the worst bit is when the state or the hospital or someone's having a meeting who do they invite Mm. the guy that brings in millions of bucks a year or the person who you know is is almost dispensed you know Expendable.
2: That's so sad, isn't it? How so? That's I guess how this it is, is this is the question then. Uh, how how does this change? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Because obviously, your father was working in this. You've been doing this for twenty. years how, Is it is it <clears throat> is it just a slow progress of? We've got YouTube now. Well, you've got two hundred thousand subscribers. Is that the way it starts to build a snowball traction?
0: I think it's well, in a way, it's like interviews. This and interviews go on, but you know, we we need to bring this to a head. We've mm. got to have a point, in the, a point in the sand where it's going to change things. Yes. Because, and this is the point, because, you know, the suggestion from quite a lot of people is that quite a lot of orthodontics is retractive, and mm. that's actually bad for your health. So, you know, when you've got a, a medical section of medicine that is making a lot of money and a lot of money doing something... That is potentially, or you know, they don't want to hear about the risk that it might be potentially damaging, they don't want to have to change because they've got a, a business model. You know, you've got all these professors of orthodontics, and what are they mm-hmm. going to do if this changes? Yeah, you know, I, I could easily say without fear of reproach that the vast weight of quality research published in respected peer review journals clearly, I mean, clearly demonstrate that malocclusion is almost entirely due to the environment. Mm. Maybe with some genetic flavours, mm-hmm. almost entirely due to the environment. And we're treating it as if it was almost entirely genetic. Mm. And when when that penny drops, well, you know, it, it's not going to be pretty because it, it's, you know, I, I it, I worry about this myself because it's, you know, it, it's confront. I didn't mean to be confrontational. I'm not here to be rude to people. I'm not here to antagonize people. This is what I set out to do. I set mm. out to try and get answers. Mm. I wanted the truth, you know, and I seem to be stuck in dogma. I mean, one of my phrases, the truth, the whole truth and no dogma. Mm. And I don't, you know, I get so many people, I mean, you know, if I, if I go to meet my dental colleagues, they know I'm a charlatan. It's, it's well known. I'm a charlatan. I talk absolute nonsense. So I've got no evidence to back me up. Wow. And then they won't engage with me. You know, mm-hmm. I try and have a conversation with them. And no, we're not talking to you. You're a charlatan. No, yeah, there's no point talking to charlatans. Mm-hmm. And that's, as you know, when it hadn't been for YouTube and these things, that's the way it would have been. You know, the classic issue, you know, I go to an orthodontic meeting and I, you have to be, God, thick-skinned thick skin for me to go to these meetings because I, whoa, what my father has gone through, it just, I mean, but I'll be in a meeting. Some guy walks up to me and he goes, you, what are you doing? Why you get me some, you know, some rudeness? yes And I then, you know, I've learned, you know, in my training how to cushion, I said, yes, sorry that you must think that. And I'm really upset that I've come across in that way.
1: Mm.
0: Now, could you tell me why you're upset? Mm. And then I wait and I listen as you're supposed to do, and then I'll say, "Okay, well, my big question has been why teeth crooked. Don't, don't you think it's really important that we we find this out?" Mm. And ah, yes. Ah, you know, a, a non-committal response, and I'll then I'll say, "Well, you know, um, because the evidence suggests that this is the the." genes and sorry the environment and you're treating it as if it was genetic and that's against the evidence to which point this this person will go you're impossible to talk to and walk off and i'm thinking there. sorry well what went on there Mm. how how did that interaction occur and then i go into the lecture theater and there is my father on the front row right in front of the speaker who and sometimes a speaker i've seen lectures given where about my father and, and other colleagues in, you know, about them and where they'll put images of my family home up to try and demonstrate that we're ripping patients off. I mean, Ooh. And then dad will sit there and I remember him actually going up to the letter and he will always go up and politely shake him by the hand and say, look, I'd love to have a conversation about this sometime.
1: Mm.
0: And you can see the lecturer going, Oh my God, is he going to cut my hand off or something? The guy Mm. must be so angry and no dad it's so calm. And he goes, look, could we have a chat about this sometime? Because then he'll send an email and another one, another one. And they'll never respond. Never, never, never. Mm. No, well, absolutely suggest he's a charlatan. Write him sitting there. And then never actually ever engage in any, you know, constructive conversation about it.
2: Yeah. Incredible. I I think, you know, it reminds me of a a Stephen Covey quote um, or or story about um, the people are going through the jungle or the forest and they're chopping the trees down and uh, they're kind of going in one direction and they're chopping the trees down. They're getting quite efficient at doing it. And then one guy decides to climb a tree to the top to look at it. He goes, guys, we're going in the wrong direction. We need to go over here. And it's like, yeah, but we're really doing a great job of chopping these trees down. And it just reminds me of that a little bit. It's like so much emphasis is going in this direction now. And you're you're at the top of that tree going... We're going the wrong way, guys. We need to turn around and go this way.
0: Medicine is littered with a history of never being able to do a 180.
2: Mm.
0: It's great at doing a a 15, 20, 25 degree turn. Medicine Mm. can do that, but it can't do a 180 degree. You know, what are you going to have? Are going to admit we were wrong? Going to have to pay someone back? Yeah. Oh, or someone's going to have to get sacked. Oh, I can't have that, you know. So yeah, we don't do it. Mm.
2: Well, looking at, looking, looking at the success of what's going on with your YouTube, and it, granted, I, I, I'm new to your work. You know, you've got, you've got a following, uh, and you know, you've got yeah. some big videos on there, some 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 big views, and we're going to link to it here as well, so people can yeah. find it easily. What I'm keen to explore with you now, a little bit, if you don't mind, Doctor Mu, is. What can we do now? Cause I know you've got a, a process called mewing and I I've, I've seen a couple of videos on it, but I would love to know what can I do? What, what can other people do that are watching this? If they want to start trying to correct
0: some of these issues. Okay. Well, I get age is a big precipitating factor. Okay. So i um, I think I'd please highlight, um, prevent crooked teeth. So go to the website, prevent crooked teeth. It's, it's a must do. You know, I, you know, if we go back in time to times we didn't have so many problems,
1: mm.
0: and there were a lot of lessons to be learned. You know, one of the big exercises I give to people is the, the mealtime exercise. Mm. And it's this secret special exercise, mustn't tell anyone. It is, so we, we do it in situational position. So you take a position that's situational. And yeah? so you remember yourself to do it. You know, it's like getting in the car, you remember to drive um yeah maybe a bad example but you know you have certain positions it's like when you're you know you see your teacher coming you stand up straight in the old days so um what we do we do it at the meal time because that's the most important thing we want to teach people swallowing and to use these muscles correctly yeah and when we talk about the positions of the teeth more than the shape of the face um swallowing is really important as is then breastfeeding and preterm intubation you know these tubes down premature babies i think are causing a lot of problems but that's a debate and um, tongue ties and these, you know, types of things and uh, baby fed fed weaning, baby led weaning. So trying to get people to um, delay introducing solid food for their child as long as possible, you know, breastfeed for or even bottle for as long as possible and then introduce the hard food. Yeah, Those are, Those are all methods of trying to prevent or reduce the problems in the first place. And they were lots of the, those were all just naturally done in the past. And those can be very valid for trying to prevent problems occurring. But... Um, the, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going around in circles. Here. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, it happens all the time. So going back to <clears throat> rewinding, actually, to um, start your question again, because yeah, let's, let's start back because that was.
2: Yeah, no, no, no worries. Uh, b- b- uh, so I guess yeah. the question here is, um, based on everything you've spoke about today, uh, what sort of action can we take now? So if someone's watching this now, what are the sort of activities? What is, made, what is mewing? What are some of the things that we can take away after watching this and start to implement in our lives to help us?
0: Cool. Well, we, we, you've got to look at what age group you're in. Okay. So if, if you're in that very young age group, you know, you're, you're in the under four age group, that I think we can really make massive differences and massive differences, changing the way people develop.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so uh, we're talking about um, breastfeed longer. Um, if you can't breastfeed, then bottle feed longer, but delay the introduction of solid foods get kids to stand up straight and shut their mouths, um, chew hard food, even get chewing gum. From about the age of four, most kids can take chewing gum. They swallow a bit. It's not the end of the world. Um, I would highly recommend anyone, or in fact everyone should support the campaign Prevent Crooked Teeth. It's a really important campaign to support because this is what we're calling for. We're saying that simple public health messages could make a significant difference in how... People grow, you know, the, the exercise we routinely give to the kids under treatment here is the mealtime exercise. This is a situational position exercise. So what we ask them to do is elbows off the table, sit up straight, eat with your mouth closed, chew your food properly. Don't speak when you're eating. And the only thing we add in that is new is a chin tuck when Mm. you swallow. Mm. And you know i think some conscious thought to pause before you swallow to do the chin tuck because otherwise you're going to forget um then when you're older, clearly mewing, which is you know we're we're mixing a lot of my functional therapy together with some common sense ideas yeah you know, i've I've just you know i've I've trolled the world I've met all these different people trying to. Pull out my favorite phrase to people is what is the low-lying fruit of what you do? Mm-hmm. How was the simplest thing you can do um, from your perspective? And then I put all these things I've got from people together. And that's I didn't create Christmas mewing, it's become Christian mewing. The problem with mewing, two points to remember. If you've got jaw joint problems, be very careful of getting into mewing and don't do too much chewing. That's really important for people. And there's, I give a couple of tests, so look out for the pinky tests and the, 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 the dangers of jaw joint. You know, learn to um, measure the, the jaw joint so you, you know what if you've got problems with the jaw joint and then keep an eye on that. And that's what I worry about some people with mewing. The other thing is if you don't have tongue space, a lot of people, if you've had, if your face is significantly it's your jaws, your dental arches are very narrow, Or if you've had teeth taken out and there's a high probability you really lack tongue space to the point then you may cause problems if you get into mewing. But basically, mewing is learning to use these muscles properly in your mouth and building up the right ones, knowing which ones, particularly the back third of the tongue, you know, because I think in our effort to, so I mentioned earlier on, Peter Vig talked about blocking the nose and what happened. As you lower your tongue, you lower the back third of the tongue. Mm. And your higher drops down. And of course, what this is, is a piston. So as I raise my tongue up, so I relax myself, I raise the tongue up. Your whole body sits up. Mm. It's not just your mouth's cleansing. It makes a difference in the whole body and the the body posture. Mm. And of course, where I cross over with Patrick McEwen greatly is that he's helping to keep noses clear. Now, that's vital if I want to keep people keep their mouths closed and their tongue up, because mm. you can't do that if you've got blocked notes. Yeah. So, the, um, you know, we cross over on that fact, and, you know, mm. he's been very helpful. You know, I've learned a lot from him, and, you know, it's not a, it, not everyone. I wouldn't say it's not that it's not a cure It's Not everyone's going to put their dedication and effort to achieve that. As in, not, not everyone's going to put a dedication effort to mew or to stand up straight. However, under seven, things are very different. If you're less than seven years old, you can learn something which can become a habit for the rest of your life and is much easier under seven years old. You know that old Jesuit phrase give me a man until he is seven. No, give me a boy until he's seven and I will give you a man. Yes. And that has a ring of truth in it. And, it is so, you know, power of suggestion at a young age is very powerful. Now, I think over the age of about 25, you're going to struggle to gain, you know, significant facial. So many viewers want facial changes. They want that aesthetic improvement. Clearly, I'm trying to... Yes, it's a great hook to get them going, but I'm looking at this from a health perspective. Mm. I say a healthy face is an attractive face. Mm. That's what you're attracted to. Yes. So Darwin's idea of mate selection is you're going to be attracted to a certain person for a certain reason. And you're attracted to someone who's healthy because you want to mix your genes with someone who can demonstrate that they've grown well. Yeah. Okay? So when you take apart that word attractive... You're really meaning healthy.
1: Mm,
3: That's what it
0: is. So, one of my phrases is that your face is the CV of your health. Mm. You're out there walking around displaying, hey, I grew well or I didn't. So, that's what attractiveness is. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, we're reviewing these coins from different angles. We're coming in, we reach the same point, but I'm coming from the health perspective. All these muers are coming in from the attractiveness perspective. Over 25, it's very difficult to shift this bone, and that's right. the main bone because what's happening is this is happening, all right. Well, you can move your mandible. I'm doing it, it's not hard to move your mandible around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's hard is moving the door stop, right? The maxilla, and of course, if you move the maxilla up and forwards, your mandible looks good, so it got a length of the mandible. Whereas if your maxilla drops down, and let's say you only bite here. I've got less chin. Mm. My jaw is weaker. Mm. It's weaker because it's just angled downwards. There's no real difference in length. I don't make jaws longer.
2: Mm.
0: I move the maxilla up and it just hinges up.
2: Right. So can I, can I make a change now at 40? Is there stuff I can do uh, or is it a bit late now?
0: Yes. You know, you could, if I cut the nerves to your jaw muscle, Mm. Your face would drop like a stone on mm. one side. So, you know, I can make a change. Mm. Ipso facto concrete knowledge yes. that we could do that. Can we make it go the right way? Mm. Well, I think I could if we really worked hard, but it's going to take quite a long time because you're going to change slowly. Mm-hmm. And the problem is right now, your whole facial structure was formed by your current posture and function Mm. and it's acting as a reminder of that function and pattern because it's now that your current function and posture are the most comfortable functions and posture that you can make because they're in the structure the the house in the structure that was designed for that posture and function so you're a creature of comfort yes and you're not going to change your comfort position easily unless you get significant change in structure, or you have some form of reminder, which is all my appliance system, what I do in my appliance system. Right. Okay. Uh,
2: uh, and with me, I'm tongue-tied. So if I had that dealt with, would that make a difference? Uh, and, and has tongue, has me been tongue-tied till 40, has that created some problems potentially? Do,
0: do you see that? Okay. Tongue-tied, fascinating area. And it is controversial. Mm. Um, I, my father remembers a previous episode where we were all focused on tongue ties and he recommends, re- re- remembers an episode my grandfather told him about when we all got obsessed by tongue ties. Right. So and that's kind of the value of being a third generation orthodontist. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm get these things back. No, no doubt. I mean, I, I, am fascinated what's causing tongue ties. Mm. You know, some people tell me we get them in some other animals, um, why suddenly we've got this explosion of tongue ties going on. Um, you know, undoubtedly they can be a problem, undoubtedly. Mm. But then I see so many tongue ties that have been corrected that then look worse afterwards.
2: Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. yeah,
0: a lot of mm. them. So and I see I've seen the, the goalposts move in the tongue tie world. So everyone was, yeah, just cut them, then no. oh no, you've got to do it with those. It became this debate between the lasers and the pincers, the t- scissors. Then there came this debate about that you've got to do post-operative exercises. Then it was pre- and post-operative exercises. And then you've got to select the right case. And this makes me think what's happening is you're all seeing, every time you see the relapses, you decide to change your method slightly. Mm. And then you see relapses from the new method, so you change it slightly. I I see that pattern. And what I, rule of thumb, I've come about is if you as an individual, are going to make enough effort to change and improve the situation, so, you know, do the stretches, Mm. then the tongue-tie releases can be fantastic. But if you, as an individual, are going to do sod all, Mm. as most children will do, then a waste of time. Really? Waste of time. Mm. Clearly, the best is to do when, within two weeks, when there's, you know, know, before babies are born there's very little they have an immature immature immune system Mm -hmm. and they get very little scarring you know they did this experiment with notobiotic rice mice you know where these mice have no bacteria they live in a cage and there's no bacteria Mm. so what they wanted to do was split them into two halves so they clipped the wings they took a hole punch clip 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 in all that half the group left the other half group, started the experiment, went back later on. And when the experimenters came back to look at the mice, they couldn't tell them apart
1: because mm.
0: the ears had grown completely, perfectly back with wow. zero scarring. Anyway, that's, so the idea is you do it with a very young baby, snip them instantly, then yes. put them on the breast, and they have to function correctly on the breast. Right. So that's the idea later. Do it young because mm. you're going to get minimal scarring. Then we you say scarring, are you
2: talking rest. about underneath the
0: tongue scarring or, 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 or some other scar? Uh, right. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 We'll do scarring. So what I see is I see kids with tongue ties. Mm. I've sent them off to have the tongue tie released. They come mm. back. They look great. I review them three months later and they've got this great big line of scar tissue that's clearly contracted because scar, you know, you see these um, sort of battle wounds on these gnarly old people, you know, they shrink. Yeah. yeah. Well, scarring shrinks. Yes. To close the wound, and if you've got a mm-hmm. scar here. It'll shrink down, and well, what the whole purpose you were trying to do was release the tongue.
2: Mm.
0: Well, if it shrinks back down again,
2: uh, the tongue's all tight now because of the scarring. Yet again,
0: yeah. again I, the people, so the adults I've met, because I, you know, I deal with quite a few adults or young adults, and the ones that have had their tongue ties released and have really pushed it, they claim it was a one of the a great life experience.
2: Mm. You know, one
0: day I'll probably have my tongue tie snipped just to report on it.
2: Yeah, are you, your tongue tied?
0: Not particularly, no.
2: No. Uh, okay. But, but, but
0: you yeah. know, in a way I, I just want to know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all this, talk, all this, it's, it's interesting having all this talk, but at yes. some point you've got to actually put your foot in the water to, to, to
2: experience like it. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause just, just on a very slight tangent, my, I was with my dentist a few months ago and she says, if you don't get your tongue tie cut, you're going to lose your two bottom teeth because it's pulling. And it's constantly pulling at the gum, and it's getting smaller and smaller. So that's why it's something I'm thinking about. And I was, oh, it's not just a. It'd be a
0: nice thing to have. I don't want to lose these two teeth. I, I, I can't, I can't comment. I, I don't mm. know that. Mm. i I've not. I mean, I've, one or two times I've heard that from people. I've yet mm. to see. It
2: that occur. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. Anyway, slight like, like tangent in my world. So, so, um, what is mewing then? Can you just define mewing for us? What, what, what is that? What is that effort? So, mewing
0: is um really learning to get your tongue on the roof of the mouth. Mm. If you is trying to get a suction hold, where you have your tongue suctioned onto the roof of your mouth, so that you exhibit better body posture. You have this pressure, constant gentle pressure, moving the top jaw up and forwards. Mm. and you build your muscles up so if you're really going to properly mew you're going to do a lot of chewing Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's a postural change in Mm -hmm. people so that they're exhibiting better orofacial posture so it's improving the posture and the function but clearly you know my functional therapy is more focused on the function mewing is more focused on the posture yes because Posture wins hands down. You know, my functional therapy, you know, the, the, um, uh, what's his name at Stanford did this research, did a meta-analysis where they showed Comantra showed that there was a 50% reduction in sleep apnea
1: mm-hmm. and
0: over 60% reduction in sleep apnea from my functional, my functional therapy exercises for, um, adults and children respectively. So over 50% for adults. 50% for adults, over 60% for kids, children. That's a major improvement from yeah. um exercises. The problem with exercises is what happens when you stop them. Mm. You know, there's the old phrase that um a hundred meter runner, when he's unfit, he's just as unfit as someone else who's unfit. You know, he's no better because time ago he did some running. Yeah. He was good at it. Yeah. If his sound is ass drinking beer for the last 20 years, he's unfit. Mm. And the same thing's likely to happen if you do myofunctional therapy exercises and then stop. Right. But of course, posture is supposed to be permanent. So here's something getting postural permanency. And whereas for myofunctional therapy, I, I've seen one or two cases where people have got significant improvements in facial form. And so if you're going to look at as that as the sign of success. And it should be the sign of success, because if you understand what's going on, mm-hmm. that's a sign of success. That is mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. And yet I see thousands of mules who improve their facial form I, across the board. I mean, you know, I, I fall over photographs. People send me photographs all the time. of yeah. You know, Tajik star man who's uh, got this great. Yeah. I'm the man. And I hear, you know, in the Balkans, you know, lots of women, you know, we've got to be mewing because people see the common sense in it and it's all about standing up straight closing your mouth you know anyone who's you you know you just to assume a a better posture makes you look better
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. i was fascinated when i was watching um jordan peterson and his 12 rules of life and the first rule stand up straight and the reasons he gives are fascinating i could go thousand miles on all of the reasons he gives mm. and really explore that. And there's a huge enough tangent to validate this, this, in a way, strange concept, but it's going back to basics. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And Stand back up to this straight with your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was a reason. So I gave you the mealtime exercise. Every single person from every single culture that has tables and chairs that I have ever met enforces the same type of routine as it's called good manners good table manners yeah why yeah why yeah because it's this function yeah because either that was magic and they all just came to this conclusion or there was a specific reason they thought that was important you know i mean if if, again if you want to bring your children up well so that they have good form Mm. and good health from that, then take some lessons out of um, deportment. Get them sitting up straight. Yeah. Have family meals where everyone has their elbows off the table.
3: Yeah.
2: That's what you want to do. I never question that. I've always, because these are the things, you know, sit up straight, close your mouth, take your elbows off the table, but it, there was never a why given to me. So I, well, I yeah, yeah. you know, so I just, whatever, I don't need to be posh. And then there's other yeah, piece yeah, you around. See,
0: this was it. We didn't want to be posh.
2: Yeah. I, it was I reaction keep, yeah, to the I'm class cool. system.
0: Yeah, The 1960s was this time when we threw so many things out. And many of those things needed to be thrown out. Mm. But some things didn't. Mm. Some things got thrown out with the baby in the bathwater. Yes.
3: Yeah. I can see and that. that
0: was a mistake. And yeah. we're going to suffer the consequences. I mean, there's, there's no way to stop this now. This juggernaut of truth is carrying on because, you know, we're going to get to the point where sleep apnea is consuming the health of so many people. And people are going to want well, why? We have no idea what really causes sleep apnea. People mm. are going, oh, well, it's obesity. And people mm. are putting on weight. Well, hang around. Is it that... Fat people get sleep apnea, or do people with sleep apnea crave fatty
2: foods? Yeah, because they're not sleeping you know? very well. you have yeah. a bad night's sleep. Yeah, you eat rubbish You now, crave
0: yeah. those foods because your body goes into that survival mode. Yes. The survival mode is, look, get some calories on board, because last night something terrible happened, and we need those calories just in case that terrible thing ever happens again. Which, mm. you- And the next night, and the next night. And again, that's when I go some of the called Jordan Peterson's comments were fascinating on that. Mm. In a way, you read in what he says, and it, 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 it ties in with that perfectly.
3: Wow.
0: But, oh, you oh, know, I, what I don't want to say is so many things are related down to craniofacial dystrophy. This downswing in facial form that is termed craniofacial dystrophy, it's going to sound crazy if I say all of these things are related to it. Mm-hmm. Because most people have never heard of it.
2: You you uh, had some photos, I believe, you wanted to share. There's some some images. Mm. I'm, I'm well, conscious of your time, and I, okay. I'm very keen so if you wanted to, to share some bits. It would be wonderful. Show,
0: so let, let me do... Let, you, you, when we go with uh, breathing, okay, mm. let me give you an example of um, what we're trying to do, how we're different from um, conventional orthodontics and what, what we're trying to do. Mm. Um so if i present that here okay i can see so that. let me swap slide present. okay so this is just a good example um, mm. of the types of things we do so this is nathan mm-hmm. and nathan um you can see we've we've changed how his face grew okay Mm. now um, it's interesting I've had a lot of orthodontists tell me they don't like this final result and that's interesting I mean he loves it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know I've had a criticism of how this lip form ended up and of course that's interesting when I get those criticisms because of course I'm not making the, I can't make these detailed points it's not possible he, he's got to change his swallowing pattern if he wants to improve that there's nothing I can't make that happen mm. What I can do is, you know, this is we're early days in the science. I, I'm, I can get, I'm getting or helping him to change. And if I want to quantify that change, we do this thing called a medical facial overlay. Whereas you can see, I'll, I'll go back one shot. Because what you want to do is you want to look at this bit here, which we call soft tissue nasion. And we want to watch this bit here, which is the tragus of the ear. And as we go forwards or backwards through yeah. this set of slides, just notice how those bits stay Precisely the same. <laughs> and yet, look at that chin point. Yeah. Wow. See how that's changed dramatically. You, you know, that doesn't happen naturally. People tend to grow downwards. And if they've started growing backwards, they tend to continue. So they go down and back. And that would have happened to him. But of course, the important point here is these are just some arbitrary lines I've written on as a, an approximate representation of the size of the airway. Mm-hmm. But you see how as you move that mandible forwards, you're carrying that tongue away from the um, back of the airway. So you're pulling the front of the airway and the tongue away, increasing the size of the airway. So, you know, you should have space for all your teeth, including the wisdom teeth. You should have space for your tonsils, adenoids, and everything else. And, you know, a set of golf clubs, if you can. <laughs> you know, we should be, that's normal. Everyone should be like that. That's how our ancestors answer, our were way further ahead than that. Mm. Way further ahead. And, of course, you know, this is, we need, um, you know, as we said, it's your health, it's space for your teeth, and, of course, also your um, appearance. You know, the teeth should align themselves. Of course, this is the problem I have with the orthodontic community because I get the teeth approximately alignment and I ask the child to do the last bit of that, you know, because if the child does it, it's likely to stay straight. Gotcha. Of course, my result is never as polished. I never get quite the American smile. And the orthodontists are looking at me going, well, you're useless. Well, Mm -hmm. what have you achieved? These teeth aren't perfectly straight. And look, on this lovely, attractive boy... Well, they don't know. That boy, he didn't look as attractive to begin with. And, of course, he's made that straight himself. Of course, they then show me a picture of someone whose teeth are perfectly straight. I'm, I'm, you know, they don't look as good, and I'm worried they look better beforehand than they did at the end. But there, that's a controversial statement. However, what they're showing me is a result that wears permanent retainers. And I'm saying to them, well, what happens when you stop the retainers? It's going to look far worse than mine because the teeth of this boy, Nathan, he straightened himself. And because yeah. he straightened them, they will stay straight. Well, you've done that girl's teeth. As soon as you stop the retainer, it's going to go crooked again. Mm. And where are you? Then where's that? You know, we're not comparing, comparing the same things here. And my goal is, is changing facial form, not aligning teeth. Now, in theory, this should be possible in everyone. And of course, when we talk about re- orthodontics being retractive, this is the type of thing we talk about. And I worry this happens far, far more than we're aware of. We're not even properly measuring it. Mm. People aren't even aware. You know, the general public are not aware this can happen. And we just, I just want a debate on it. And it just, it, even showing these slides is controversial. And of course, that's Nathan's upper jaw. And you can see, yeah, it's not perfect. You know, we've got a few spaces here. Um, and the blobs there are something I put on. We'll take them off. I think we have already. Um, but, you know, it's pretty straight teeth. And I don't know, we have get room for the wisdom teeth. It might be nice. But, of course, this is what I'm going on for. This is what I want to do next. And, of course, you know, her comment is, is I used to feel like I was constantly fighting, fighting to breathe, to sleep, to live. I felt like I was drowning in fatigue and brain fog. She says, now I, uh, now I breathe better and sleep better. I feel more alive at ease and have the energy to start living again from Sarah. And, you know, that's a major change in someone who is not growing. Yeah. And of course, here's, you know, here's a mewing case. And you can see that's a major change. What's really interesting about this, this, this image is, is this image here, was, his, was previously his after-mewing image. When I first met him online, because he, he contacted me, I said, um, well, get a good image of yourself now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then see what images you can find in the past. And he found a couple of images, and I could see what improvement he had made, mm. but the previous images weren't good quality. So in fact, this on the image on the left represents a sizable improvement on where he was previously, Right. And then to go on to have this, you know, a complete change on top of that, you know, this, this change, these huge changes that that can occur in people. Yeah, wow. You know, and and that just takes dedication. Youth certainly helps. Mm. Um. But if I will, ah, oh, no, that's okay. So if I was to show some, oh, I'm getting confused. Wait a second. Let's just. Yeah. Um, no
3: worries. Okay.
2: By the way, when you look at these pictures, it, it, it is shocking to see the differences. It really is. Because I've not really looked at any of this. So it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah.
0: But you know, um, but it's controversial, isn't it? Mm. I go to tell a mother that her child hasn't grown properly.
2: That's mm. her
0: response.
3: Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And yet
0: they'll come in and say her teeth are all over the place. Mm. Well, they'll lift that girl's lip like this, you know, not washing the hands, pushing the child completely around and go, look at those, they're terrible. Then I suggest her child's face hasn't grown properly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: leave the room. Mm-hmm. This is the emotive part of it. And this is what yes. holds this all back. That's why I'm, I'm such an alleged charlatan. Because no one will dig any deeper. You know, they, they just come up to mental barriers whenever they try to look past this. And that's why I'm fascinated to see all these people catching up with me. You know, the, the James Nestors, the yes. Sandra yes. Khan with the book Um jaws um clearly um patrick was on his own specific path um but you know they're all coming closer these people slowly 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 coming closer but there's still four more steps to make you know four significant leaps people have got to make in their mind yeah however you've got so many young people now for whom mewing is is this the way and they're getting mm-hmm. older by one year, every year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And from when I first started this, it's this there was a significant amount of them who are going to start having kids now.
1: Mm.
0: And that is what's going to push the change. So this young lady, um, this was just, I'm going to catch up with some more photographs, but this was just the first significant phase of therapy. And you can see again, how wow! We're really, sh- you see how that face is shortened? Yeah, and you know we've made it. so that was just part way through therapy. Mm-hmm. That's how she is, and that's how she. And then this is a significant change in form. You know, this is changing people's lives. Yes, you know she will have a different life because of it. Um, and this boy here. I mean, he's particularly interesting. He, he wasn't such a, I mean, he is actually quite a dramatic case when you when you lie it out like that. You can see how that chin has gone. You see his tongue's in his airway? Tongue's out his airway. Mm. Wow. But what, what was interesting about him is I left him for, oh, I think it was about nine months with no appliances. Okay. So he's, he, you know, he's early. That doesn't look from an orthodontic perspective to be such a bad problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, he could have gone on to be significantly worse. You know, as I put my comment down here, I would never get a board exam from this result. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd fail. And yet health wise, well, I mean, it must be it must beat most board exam results ever done. But you know, you know, I, 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 you know, and here's Freddie. So again, yeah. he, that is almost like he's, he's gone. He's grown exclusively forward. You know, his jaw was too big, as you see from that image there. You see that bottom jaw is too big, mm-hmm. and I've let that jaw come forwards, but the top jaw more so. Mm-hmm. And of course, you could say we treat people a long time. Well, actually, you know, the treatment's only two to three years long. But I asked them to wear an appliance at night afterwards that continues to push them forwards. And of course, there was Freddie just in that first phase of therapy. And I just threw this in wow. to show where how his teeth were at the end. Yeah. And again, so what we had with Freddie was nine months, 10 months with no, no braces. So that that his teeth have just straightened up like that naturally. Yeah. And of course. Then, I'm trying to remember her name, first name, anyway. And this was the younger sister of a patient that um, I was treating. The mother asked me if I could treat the younger sister. I think uh, we got the teeth. No, she wasn't very bad. But again, you know, two to three years of treatment and then wearing a retainer at night for a significant period after that. Mm -hmm. So it's a 10-year interval. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, people like this don't usually grow to look like this.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I can't say that was a cost-effective treatment. I would have easily lot physically lost money on her treatment.
3: Really? Wow.
0: Yeah. As I, I used to do with basically all my treatments, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I did this part-time and I worked somewhere else to, to pay for people to have treatment.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but... I've, I've turned the coin. I've now got this system. Here's here's what a, a dental stat. Again, no, no orthodontics, no teeth alignment. That all came in naturally. And, you know, it doesn't look that bad here, but it could have gone on to be significantly worse. Of course, it depends what she's going to do. If you understand the cause, it depends what she's going to go on to do. Um, and, of course, we're doing some adult trials. I mean... you know, we're getting some significant changes in facial form in people.
1: Mm.
0: You know, it's early days what we're doing here on adults. You know, as I say, people, I'm, you know, I constantly am, am amazed. I'm, I'm constantly amazed when I talk to orthodontists and they go, well, you've got no evidence. And I go, well, what do you mean? I go, well, you've got no evidence. Your system is better than ours. You know, the classic example, you know, we had a, um, the, probably the most famous British orthodontist is Kevin O'Brien. And he recently did a blog post where he says, put up or shut up. Mm -hmm. So this is the, there's a concept that I've got to show these cases and I've got to show cases, bang, 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 bang. And everyone's going to look at my cases and see if they're going to nod or wink or, you know, maybe, you know, they'll be, be let into the society. I, 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 you know, that's how it happens in orthodontics. And the problem is that they don't understand how far they have drifted from the regular rules of the scientific process. Mm-hmm. So, you know. My father, my grandfather interested my father who made some interesting observations and created a treatment that remember back 30 years ago was, or 40 years ago was much more effective than it is now. And we're on where we expect, so I'm expected to um, have an idea to make a treatment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: design, make the treatment, then implement the treatment research that treatment until I can perfect that treatment so that it can get straighter teeth than conventional orthodontics. Although clearly my role is not to get straight teeth. I'm trying to do something else. So anyway, now the problem is that, you know, research is incredibly expensive, time consuming and difficult to do. And I'm supposed to do this on the side sponsored my business that losing money or till recently was losing money and then present you know and then present my my, my outcomes to the orthodontists to decide whether or not I, you know, I've got straight enough teeth which is my, my objective um, you know this is a very tall order to do mm. it's incredibly tall order to do you know no real Decent research has been produced without university help. Mm. You know, this is what their job is. You know, I've got a university 20 minutes up the road. You know, Guy's Hospital. Literally, you can take the train in its 20-minute journey, door-to-door. Mm. And I've written to them multiple times asking them to help me do some research. You know, they are struggling. Every year they've got to find research projects for all of their students. Yeah. You know, I know... Having been you know, having done that type of program before in another country yes but the, the professors have got help what how can we find 10 12 projects for the student this year
1: mm.
0: and they've been doing that for the last 40 50 years yeah and at no point can they consider saying oh well hang around why don't you go and analyze dr. Mew's results yeah and compare it or compare both the faces and the teeth because no one will ever compare faces with me. They'll compare the teeth because if you've got a system that's going to push the teeth into position, you'll get straight to teeth
2: mm-hmm. temporarily. Mm.
0: Oh, It's you know, it's, it's so frustrating
2: sitting here, hearing all your story. And I, I think fair play to you for, for carrying And obviously your, your why is to help these people. So you've got a really strong why that, that carries you yeah, yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. otherwise it would have gone a long time ago. But obviously you see the results. And I guess I'm in my own little echo chamber when I'm in, in the world of breath. But what I see more and more people like Ben Greenfield and all these biohackers and all this term that keeps coming out called ancestral health or we need to go back the way things are. And, and so you see, you know, functional breathing experts. You see people talking now about getting correct daylight on your face and stopping blue light coming to you. And we need to go and take our shoes and socks off and go and touch the ground because we're not earthing properly. And, and on their own, these things sound very, very woo woo and a bit, mm, bit crazy. But the more you spend time thinking about this, even though I've got a standing desk here, and as simple as we shouldn't be sitting all day, should we? And just in this weird position. So there is this movement of ancestral health happening. And I hope it catches the way it needs to with you. Because the work you're doing, Mr. Me, Dr. Me, is incredible. And it yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. And
0: you know, what's interesting now that it's getting out on YouTube and my practice is growing, I'm actually in profit. Good. Finally. Good. Yeah. I mean, last year I actually managed to pay myself a decent wage. Mm-hmm. But I blew, I, I've sold my house and blown it. I've taken some early inheritance and blown it. And I sat here thinking, this is what I want to do in my life. Um, I will do this even if, till I go bust. Mm -hmm. And I will at least, there will be some patients in the world that will have been treated better. Yes. I never expected to get to the point. I never expected this recognition would occur. I never expected all of this would occur. I, I did it. And, you know, almost looking back, you know, maybe I was just young, stupid and naive. For me to attempt to do what I've done. And the fact that it's been successful slightly astounds me. Mm. You know, I didn't go into this to be, you know, Dr. Mew, Mike Mew, the big Mewer, who everyone knows, who gets stopped in the bloody street. I mean, <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, I go to Tesco's and say, hey, Dr. Mew. Oh, yeah. That was a bit weird. <laughs> I, think I, knew it. I, was, I was in the high street um on the p- p- pedestrianised section of Croydon High Street, yeah. And this kid comes up on a BMX, yeah, and goes, "Hey, doctor!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> the kids love YouTube as well, don't they? But uh, the the world needs people like you, and, and please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think, uh,
0: yeah, it, I know. It, well, yes, I mean, you know, there's big pressure to mm. write me off. You know, I've got now. well, I did have four court cases against me. It now looks like one of them has just been dropped because it was, um, as I predicted, of limited real value. Mm. But, you know, some of these court cases, my professional body, the British Orthodontic Society, a charity, has referred me to my regulator with the absolute intention of getting me struck off. Wow you know this is this is my this is this is my 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 organization that's supposed mm. to look after me mm. it's thrown me out mm. and my my defense in my hearing you know they had to give me some hearing and i was saying look you know you're not going to understand the allegations you've made against me until we've had a, a conversation a debate on the utility the cause of the problem yeah and i said well hang around because i know your charter and you're a charity whose was it beneficiaries as well? Beneficiaries, or but yeah, beneficiaries, are current and future patients. Mm. I mean, wouldn't you imagine that current and future patients would want you to engage in a debate about the cause? Don't, don't you think? You know, yeah. What do I need to do? Get a um, a, a poll done by a newspaper to, to demonstrate um, if your beneficiaries would want that. Mm. And yet they have taken. They've gone out of their way to try and strike me off. You know, anyway, I've got, at the end of this year, I've got, I will be in court. Really? And I risk losing, I literally risk losing all that investment I've put in, all of this last decade of, and more of the hard work and effort, and and literally, because now I'm in rented accommodation, so I'll be on the street.
2: Mm, Oh. I'm so so I'm so sorry yeah, to hear this yeah, is crazy you
0: know. isn't it <laughs> crazy no it's as predicted <sighs> you could predict this and you know you could predict it this is what happens when you go up against a established concept
2: yeah this is normal you hear about it a lot in America, you know, people go up against big farmer or big agriculture and then, you know, they get, they get smited down. But you, it's, it's not something you, you, you find in kind of the, the commonness of, of British discussion. It doesn't seem to be the same thing. But in some
0: ways, it's tougher here in Britain in this respect than it is in the States. Mm. But I know, you know, quite a lot of people have come very unstuck from the authorities jumping on them. You know, due to YouTube and things, it's more difficult to jump on me and mm. eradicate me without there being a noise about it. Mm. And you know, I as this comes forwards, you know, we'll we'll try to make a noise because people just all I've been asking for is debate. All I'm asking for is a scientific process. Yeah. You know, again, you know, go back to British Orthodontic Society. The scientific process. Yeah. It's not occurring. And to really go out of your way to destroy the person that's trying to push, push the scientific process because the the the, the truth is inconvenient.
1: Mm.
3: You the know, I, it's just—it's it, yeah. a shame. It, it's it a is. shame
0: this is happening. It's a shame I've got to do it. But you asked when things are going to change. Yes. Well, things usually change when you have that type of confrontation. Yeah. yeah. Because then it's no longer whispers behind corridors.
1: Hmm.
0: Is no longer that um, subtle subversion, subversion and suppression. And that's the inherent, that's the hallmark of medical um, suppression is, you know, just it goes on in the quiet in the background. You never know it's happening.
2: Yeah. So so hopefully this will bring things to a head for you a little bit. I I hope so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I
0: didn't, I didn't expect Yes, mm. you know, I didn't ask the British Orthodox Society to try and jump on me. Mm. But you have to, you know, there's a silver lining in every cloud. And, you know, they've actually now had to put themselves out there. And in putting themselves out there, we at least get a discussion.
3: Yeah. You well, know, I uh, just,
0: hopefully it'll be fair. Because at yes. the moment, I've got the opposition um, expert Who's an orthodontist and we've got the defense expert who's an orthodontist
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do both of them think of me mm. there's no experts that don't think i'm a charlatan mm. so how does that go down because the Ugh. court is not interested in my opinion yeah so i've got to think i've got to be clever
3: yeah
0: be very clever to work out how i can get the knowledge in the court, because you're in your court, you're in these four walls and Mm. the truth is only what's in those four walls. And, you know, the courts don't like um, to listen to much research because, you know, the devil can quote the Bible. Mm. What they want is they want some nice experts to come along and say, this is true and that's wrong. Well, that's people's opinions. Yeah. And if I've got two traditional orthodontists, because all the experts are retired orthodontists
1: mm. usually
0: who are senior consultants or professors
1: oh,
3: who so are going to be stacked against you down the
0: line of you know the real politic the, the orthodontic consensus opinion yeah so you think out the box you do what you can and the world is still not quite ready to believe that the way their faces grew is not entirely genetic mm. you know, i i can give a lecture to people on the subject and they'll come up to me at the end and go, well, my son's got this thing. Well, he got it from me. I'm
1: going, mm.
0: yes, you know, he might have got it from me, but he might have, he might have observed your posture yes. and copied it. Yes. He's eating the same soft food that you eat because that's what's eaten in your house.
2: Yeah. There's yeah. so
0: many other ways this could permeate in, but we want to believe it's genetic
2: yeah he's copying your sitting habits when you're eating and he's not chewing his food properly and yeah all the yeah yeah i think we're, the world is changing isn't it you know like i said this this james nestor breath book came out last year and it and it just caught fire didn't it it's it's, it's yeah, everywhere yes, yes. and and you know uh, and so Chew-In's now this thing that, again, you know, came to me through this book. And I was like, I had no idea. But, you know, now people are hearing it and you're doing the great work on YouTube. So, so keep going. We're going to share this message for you. We're going to get it yeah. out there. We're going to get it on the um, the podcast audio. It's going to be on YouTube. There'll be some clips of it. So whatever we can do it, take a deep breath to help share your message. Yeah, you, you've got yeah, yeah no, no. So it's, yeah.
0: It's, it's fundamental work. I mean, history will tell. You know, when we yeah. rewind the clock and look backwards, everyone Absolutely. will be but, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's, it's one hard step at a time, mm. it, you know, it, it, but it's about, you know, I have a great life, Good. you know, and people would kill to have a life like I've had, you know, it, it's, I, I can't complain. I've, I've just, you know, have the most stunning, you know, experiences, life and everything else. Yes. Yes. I, I do have a tough time. It is, it is difficult, but every moment, every day, hey, it's great
2: yeah Uh, and you're helping people and they and and often when they look at like studies of happiness it's it's what are you doing to help others to get out of yourself and help other people and and you're getting to do that up and
0: above that i've had a great life yeah (laughs) i mean Uh, yes you know it's you know go out there with a big smile and people find you yeah yeah
2: yeah all right Dr. Mew, it's it's been an absolute pleasure and honour to to interview and ask you you these questions. And as I said, we'll share that message. Is there any last things you wanted to cover, any last messages you want
0: to leave us on? We'll go and support that Prevent Crooked Teeth. Mm -hmm. Go and sign up to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And if you want to ask questions, then go to the Craniofacial Action Group on Facebook. Or go, if you're a professional, then you can go to the Orthodontic page or group, they're both groups, on Facebook. So if you want to pose a question, go and, you know, if you're a professional, go to the orthodontic page on Facebook, group on Facebook. If you're a layperson, go to the um, craniofacial action group on Facebook. You know, okay. start there to ask questions and, you know, support those groups.
2: Yes. We'll put some links below, guys, so you can, yeah, yeah, can, you can find that sort of stuff as well. And, and yeah, absolutely. If you've not already subscribed, uh, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and as well. And then
0: remember, stand up straight and shut your mouth.
2: Yes. And that's what we're going to title this uh, episode. And I'm going to remember that myself. Um, Dr. Mew, thank you again so much, guys. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you on the, the next Breathcast, everybody. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Thanks much. Bye now. Okay, thanks for watching. Uh, Take a deep breath. Thanks for watching our breathcast. I hope you enjoyed the guest that we just had. Um, Just a couple of quick messages. Thank you for sticking through to the end. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed that and you haven't subscribed, please click that subscribe button um, and leave us a question or a comment because it helps the Google algorithm. um, And it also means that we can interact and other people get involved and answer questions. So so leave us a little question. That would be incredible. Um, At the start, I mentioned our other YouTube channel, Hypnotherapy unleashed um if you haven't gone over there yet we've got a whole host of exercises in the world of hypnotherapy that can help you with addictions anxiety depression and a whole other range of um, things that hypnotherapy can support with so please go over there and you might find some real value over on that channel and we're really trying to grow that community at the moment so if you know somebody that could benefit from that and you wanted to share that that would be really appreciated Um, on Instagram, you can follow me at takeadeepbreath.co.uk and we've got regular content there. And finally, in the link below, we have a breath store. So why is that? So we have taken some of our top videos. I say we, it's me. I've taken some of my top videos um, and um, converted them into an MP3 format. Um, And for just a couple of dollars, four or five dollars, you can go to this little store, you can go through PayPal or through your debit or credit cards, all secure, legit. um, And you can um, buy one of our MP3s. Uh, And that way you're supporting the channel. But not only that, you get to keep the MP3 forever. There's no ads, there's no Anything else going on, so you can listen to it on your phone, on the airplane when there's no signal, um, and that's yours to keep forever. So, yeah, that's down below, and that's our breath store, uh, which has got I think eight or nine different uh, breathing exercises on there. We're adding more um, as we go, um, and that's it. So, yeah, so thank you so much from me, um, and we hope to see you on the next exercise or the next breath cast. And if you're finishing this right now and you're thinking, You've got a few minutes spare, I'm not sure what to do, then try one of the breathing exercises. Box breathing is a lovely way just to help slow things down and relax us. You could do some alternate nostril breathing. Just go and have a look at the channel, look at the playlist and pick some things for you. Give yourself a little treat um, and we will see you on the next video. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>